Atomic! Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Atomic Shark, the show where the only moral that we condone is to not eat the brown snow. I am your host, Tyler, and joining me is Bigfoot's assistant, Taylor. Justin, how's it going, my dude? Are you implying that I, like, shop for furries? Hey man, uh, you know what they say about Bigfoot. Uh, Big Fur. He's got big feet. Right, yeah. That's what they say. Yeah, that's that's how the whole saying goes. Big I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So yeah, uh, we're jumping ahead a bit. Uh, this week's uh, subject is simply called Bigfoot. Not to be confused with the 1970 film of the same name. Although I'm uh, in my uh, YouTube search looking for this movie, um, I've noticed a whole bunch of movies with the title Bigfoot. So... Yeah, it's a bit confusing to find this one, but if you search under sci-fi, you'll know what exactly to avoid, because... Oh boy. Yeah, this is this is a bit of a rough one. It's no more confusing than Monster. Yeah, that's fair. It's actually easier to find this one than that one was. Yeah. But yeah, uh, let's get into the statistics real quick. This is Bigfoot, uh, released in 2012, written by Michio Rutare, Brian Brinkman, directed by Bruce Davidson... Starring Danny Boon... How do you say this name? Bonaduce? Bonaduce. Bonaduce. Barry Williams from uh, The Brady Bunch. Mm -hmm. uh, Sherilyn Fenn and Alice Cooper, who only appears in one scene in this movie, but has that title credit nope. because he's the biggest thing in this movie. Uh, Greg Brady's ego is pretty big. Yeah, it is. Also, Bruce Davidson is also in the movie, so we're clear. He's, he's an actor first, director second. Gotcha. <laughs> This is uh, produced by David Michael Latt uh, and Paul Bales as the co-producer. Uh, edited by Rob Palatina with a runtime of 89 minutes. Produced by The Asylum and distributed by Sci-Fi. As Justin uh, pretty much told me uh, before we started recording, this one is pretty bad. And mm. I am willing to agree on that. So I actually had some high hopes like in the very beginning because it was kind of a... You know, all these movies have opened with, like, just obligatory nature shots. Yeah. Um, there's, like, there's a formula, clearly. But this one had, like, kind of a cool montage of, like... Yeah, cool. You know, creatures getting eaten by bigger and bigger creatures. Yeah. It... And, like, there was some potential there with that idea. Yeah. But, no. It doesn't end up going anywhere. <laughs> they just show the monster in the beginning, which is actually how this film opens up. We see a hunter yeah. just getting fucking mauled by Bigfoot... And juxtaposed to that, we have, uh, we are introduced to one of our few main characters, uh, a DJ named Harley Henderson, who is organizing a rock festival in South Dakota and gives the okay to clear a forest, which pisses off the second main character, Simon Quinn, who you may know as the dad from the Brady Bunch. Nope. Gre Greg Brady is the oldest son. Oh, he was? Okay, I'm sorry. I thought he was the dad. He seemed old enough. And the other main character, the radio DJ, is uh, Danny Bonaducci from uh, the Partridge Family. Oh, okay. So it's another. It's kind of like last week, where it's like you know washed up actors, which is I guess what they do. But it's just like two, uh, like you know, family kid stars beating each other up. Yeah, it's kind of weird the casting in this movie. Yeah, and especially because they're they're terrible. Yeah, they're. They're certainly not great, that's for sure. So, yeah. Uh, 
one of the workers who is uh, penned to uh, clear out the trees in the forest uh, lights a cigarette and throws on the ground. Bigfoot politely stomps it out and then stomps out the rest of the workers. Well, you're already stomping, you know, might as well. Yeah, that's true. Pretty courteous uh, for uh, Bigfoot to put out a cigarette, though. Like, he knows what he's doing. Henderson has shown a big footprint, but doesn't believe that it's real. He's just more, uh, he's more preoccupied about this 80s rock concert. The mayor plans to shut down the festival when talk of Bigfoot spreads around town, but Henderson tries to convince Simon to sing as a headliner to keep it all on track. But he doesn't exactly make a great first impression. Even Alice Cooper's unimpressed. And yeah. Because the idea was like all of the other uh, headliners dropped out. Yeah, and not I don't think it was because of Bigfoot. I think it was just like weather and stuff. Yeah, there was a random snowstorm that happened, and it does play in the quote unquote plot in this movie. But we'll get to that when we I get guess. to that. Yeah. But yeah, then Alice Cooper shows up and is like, I can't follow this guy, he's terrible. But yeah, uh Alice Cooper joins on. Uh, he plays uh he plays rock music, it pisses off Bigfoot, and uh he attacks the festival. And there are some gold moments that happen here. Uh, there's a woman urinating in the forest, and he just fucking smacks her across the field. Uh, he smacks a port. I kind of wanted her pee trail to... <laughs> that would have been funny. Like, just really go hard with it. Yeah, right. Uh, he smacks a porta potty and it crushes a dude. And uh, he goes face-to-face with Alice Cooper, who basically Joker taunts him into hitting him. And he yeah. and he pretty much just football punts him across the field. It's it's pretty funny. It's kind of great though. Alice Cooper is just like, what what does he say? I'm the scary one or something. Yeah. I'm the scariest <laughs> guy here. Yeah, it was real bad. Yeah, it was. But I will say, like, at at first, like the first time Bigfoot attacks, it had that really bad motion blur and stuff again, and I was like, oh crap! Like, is this the same director as King of the Lost World? Like. This it has that kind of like cheesiness and motion blur and all that, um, but like the more they showed Bigfoot, I, well it it was it was inconsistent. But sometimes when they showed Bigfoot, he actually looked okay. Like I think part of it was because anytime he was interacting with humans, like they were also CG. Yeah. So you know he he'd pick up a body and like rip off the head or something. But, like, they wouldn't pretend it was, like, a CG character holding a real guy. It's, like, it was all CG. So it looked normal. And, like, a lot of it was just kind of open, snowy fields uh, from a distance. So, like, he didn't look terrible. Like, there was some some pretty good fur detail. Yeah. And, like, the action wasn't glaringly out of place. Like, the, you know, the snakes and stuff in the last movie. But the... Towards the end of the movie, that like the close-up still looked really bad. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch more uh, reused animations this time around. I noticed, like you mm-hmm. mentioned them in uh, some other reviews, and it wasn't as glaring as it is here. Like they reuse the same shot of uh, the close-up on Bigfoot's face, just turning and growling. And oh, there yeah. are plenty of shots where he's chasing something, and they reuse the same running cycle over and over. And yeah, there's one where he's like in a swamp or something. And he is not, like, his running speed is slower than his walking (laughs) speed in the same water. Like, there's a point where he's chasing cars, and it's just like he's taking a brisk stroll, and the the cars just outspeed him. He's going so slow. 
Like, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And I was going to comment on that earlier, but I'm so glad you brought that up now. Also, I want to I want to shout out that uh, Bruce Davison, the uh, the director of this, was the like mayor or whatever from the first X Men movie, uh, uh, the one that got like uh, infected with the X gene or whatever, and got all slimy in jail and like like squished his head through, uh, and then washed up on the beach and like just fell to goo. I don't remember that. Like part. that iconic scene from you know, it, it's it's that guy. Uh, I gotcha. I'll have to rewatch that movie again. Yeah. Because he's in this. Like, he's like the deputy sheriff or whatever, but... Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Quinn begins a campaign to convince people to leave the monster be. You know, just uh, make peace with Bigfoot. Don't fuck with him. He won't fuck with you. But Henderson hires hunters to kill it. Meanwhile, Janky Kong struggles to keep up with a slow-moving raft, as you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. But also, like, right after the show, like, the show where Bigfoot attacked everyone, the idiot radio guy was bragging about how good his show was and how, like, it was super successful. It was, like, it was almost like a Trump allegory, like, years before he was even president. Oh, my God. Because, um, like, completely ignoring the fact that people died and just, like, yeah, man, they're trying to shut me down, but that show was so good and, like, they can't. They can't uh, come to terms with the fact that it was successful. This is a witch hunt. Bigfoot isn't real. <laughs> yeah. But like, he saw Bigfoot at the show. Like, why would he still be... It's fake news. <laughs> it's just a man in this monkey suit. There was a, a guy in a Bigfoot costume at the concert. Yeah. That was pretty funny. It was kind of funny. But yeah, uh, Quinn exposits with his creepy cult of young woman that Bigfoot is the last of his kind and plans to use elephant tranquilizers to catch it. What was up with that woman cold anyway? I don't think uh, they really addressed that at all. No, it was pretty creepy. But I put a note in here that like we're a half hour in and I'm going to call it that Simon is actually just weaponizing Bigfoot for his own personal gain. Because for one, no one of these movies is ever actually good. Um, But also like the fact that he kept showing up on, on like, you know, radio talk shows and TV and stuff like talking about how you know, we're the real villains and how we need to, uh, we need to be friends with Bigfoot because he keeps killing everyone. And like, it seemed like he was, uh, you know, using, using his, his peace talks as a means to get himself screen time. This is turning um, into a Far Cry plot. But like, they never really followed up on that. Like he kind of just, he, he seemed sleazy on TV, but then like, they didn't go anywhere with it. <laughs> yeah, he does seem like a creepy creeper, but uh, they don't really yeah. go that far uh, with that angle at all. Like, probably the worst of it is uh, his uh, harem of young women that seem to follow him around for whatever reason. Yep. Pretty creepy. Yep. So yeah, speaking of Henderson, he and his hunter crew try to kill the monster, but it does not go well at all. They literally just get swatted around. A lot of screen time for Bigfoot, though. Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, they show this monster a lot, for better or for worse. This is like anti-King of the Lost World. Yeah, right? This is what King of the Lost World should be. Or not. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, they're both terrible. Yeah. But at least we got more monsters. True. So yeah, Henderson shifts gears and tries to make Bigfoot a tourist attraction. Uh, he also has a guy steal uh, Quinn's tranquilizers as a mean to capture Bigfoot. Uh, one of the ladies uh, behind... Uh, Quinn's creepy uh, women cult gets way too excited for Bigfoot's footprint 
and immediately gets crushed under his heel. That was actually pretty great. Like, the idea of Bigfoot killing someone in his own footprint was was a, a kind of a good gag. Is that my foot? I should check. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Hen- Henderson tries to train Bigfoot via helicopter, and uh, it becomes a convoluted chase, ending with uh, Bigfoot getting blasted by a tank shell. And he looks even worse than he did before. The the burned skin was, like, a nice bit of continuity. Um, like, they actually, you know, changed his look to, like, have burn marks and, like, less fur and stuff. But it did, it looked way worse. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, kind of gives me... Uh... And randomly they would reuse footage where he wasn't burned anymore. At one point, I genuinely thought there was two Bigfoots. Because, like, the it looked like the location was changing... And then also, like, it would just change from being burned or not burned. Randomly. The Bigfoots are reproducing! Yeah. Or sorry, Big Feet? I don't know, is it Big... Bigfoots? Big Feet? Big Fi. Big Fi, yeah. Big Fi. So, yeah. Uh... Oh, also we skipped the fact that those two fought, which was not nearly as good of a fight as Tiffany and Debbie Gibson. But apparently, uh... Yeah, he fucking Elka bongs him in a bar. Yeah. And also, I guess, slept with his mom. Like, what the... the, the uh... Yeah, apparently, uh, back in the 80s, they were, like, in a music band. And, uh, apparently, uh, they had a falling out, uh, when they had sex with each other's mothers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, up until the events of this movie, they hadn't really spoken since, and they're really at each other's throats. Kind of like how, uh... Uh, Debbie Gibson and Tiffany were at each other's throats in the previous movie, though not nearly as compelling. So yeah, uh, they get kicked out of a bar. The local town sheriff, Becky, who I have neglected to mention up until this point because she really didn't do much in the beginning of the movie, uh, figures out that uh, ever since the freak snowstorm that happened in the beginning of the movie, Bigfoot's hibernation cycle is screwed up which is why he's constantly feeding on people. So they try to pin him down in his cave, but Bigfoot attacks the city, and all involved factions try to take him down. And it just turns into, like, a wacky racist-style cat-and-mouse sort of deal, where... uh, On Mount Rushmore. On Mount Rushmore. For some reason. And and he magically teleports uh, from place to place due to bad editing. Yeah, that was... That's when I thought there was two Bigfoots. Because he would be on Mount Rushmore and then he'd be in the middle of the city, and it was really confusing. It's like that one technique in Dragon Ball Z where Goku just fucking teleports indiscriminately, except he doesn't put two fingers on his head. Because it wasn't even like he was near Mount Rushmore. He was climbing Mount Rushmore, and then was randomly in the middle of the city. Yeah, he was literally on top of George Washington's head, and next shot, it looked as if he didn't climb up there at all, and, and it's just climbing on the nape of his neck. It's weird. This movie also might be, like, the worst offender of all of these, of characters just coming and going randomly. Like, I get that we need, you know, characters for the monster to eat or kill or whatever, even though he only eats the head, which is weird. Yeah. Um, He, like, eats the head and then tosses the body aside. But, like, so many of these characters are introduced halfway through the movie just to seemingly be important and then get killed unceremoniously. Yeah. Um... As we mentioned before, all the ladies in uh, Quinn's creepy cult, uh, they all Mm -hmm. seem to get picked off one by one and are only there to serve such means. Yeah. And the friggin' radio DJ's random token black friend runs out of a cave after shooting the Asian girl. Like, 
blindly, just looks around, yeah, <laughs> and then runs out of a cave scared and gets just mowed down by like National Guard or something. Oh boy, uh, yeah, we're we're not we're not walking into that one. Uh, that's a bit of, that's a bit topical right there. Yeah, it's like it's awkward. Yeah, pretty awkward. Uh, so uh. Becky arms up commando style as a National Guard prepares to engage the monster. Bigfoot yeets Quinn's last young floozy and casually jogs to Mount Rushmore. And what I love is the 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 whole military is out there with like helicopters and snipers and all this stuff. And like the one real interaction we get with like the military is them saying, I can't get a clear shot on him. He's friggin' 12 feet tall standing next to Mount Rushmore. Yeah, man, how do you miss that unless you're, like, one of the assholes from Spaceballs? Right. Like, it's insane. I knew it. I was surrounded by assholes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, Becky and a few troops lure him to the top of George Washington's head, but their helicopters are literally swatted out of the sky. Quinn and Henderson fight on top of Rushmore and try to have a bonding moment with Bigfoot. You know, uh... Henderson is uh, on the brink of uh, falling off of Abe Lincoln's head, and uh, Quinn reaches out to him and tries to grab his hand, and then Bigfoot just indiscriminately comes towards them, and he reaches out to him, and then they all just get fucking nuked. Like, they destroyed Abe Lincoln's head! Like, that's the worst I feel about that. I literally could not care less if these literal motherfuckers lived or died. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> but it should piss you... The ending should piss you off even more because they actually made a memorial uh. statue for these guys. Like, as the hero that helped protect the town from Bigfoot. What a load, right? It's really bad. Yeah. The only thing worse than the fact that they made a statue was that it just looked like a terribly photoshopped JPEG thrown on the scene. <laughs> yeah, it did look pretty bad. Like, that was clearly not a real statue. So yeah, um, that was uh, the plot for Bigfoot. What can we really say about the characters, honestly? Uh, I they're all terrible and deserve to die. Yeah, pretty much. They're they're just except Alice Cooper. Yeah, he was he was the bravest of the bunch. Like he actually yeah. challenged Bigfoot to hit him, and mm -hmm. you know you gotta respect that. Gotta respect the man in the mask. To have bigger balls than Bigfoot, like that's something. Yeah, right. Apparently, you don't need big feet to have big balls. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, though, there's not really much to go on. Uh, Quinn is a creepy environmentalist with a cult of women uh, following his beck and call. Still don't know what that, that's all about. He's like a creepy old dude. And seems to care more about the publicity than actually, like, saving the, you know, like, the, the causes that he's preaching about. Yeah, I I don't really uh, look that deep into a movie like this. Like, no. there has to be, like, the environmentalist, but he's just there to serve the means. And Henderson, as consequence, is just there to be the greedy asshole that just wants mm -hmm. uh, instant gratification for everything that he does. Like, he just, he wants to kill Bigfoot so that his uh, festival can go on. He wants to capture Bigfoot so that he can make it a tourist attraction to make a lot of money. Because the festival failed. Yep. Like, th this feels like the same plot that we've watched five times now. Yeah. Ironically, the only ones that were really different were the worst ones. Monster and 
King of the Lost World. Yeah, I was gonna say, this definitely feels pretty samey in terms of plot and characters, but I guess that comes to the territory of mockbusters like this, I suppose, mm-hmm. where it's made on, like, a shoestring budget uh, in, like, a really constrained amount of time. But, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. But what this is, is crap. So, uh, I think... I think the last thing we should talk about, I think we've already talked, touched up on it a bit, is the monster himself. Like, they were trying to go with the the sympathetic monster at the end, but it doesn't really amount to much because the entire movie through, he's just indiscriminately killing people, just eating their heads off like they're sunflower seeds. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I will say, like, this is probably the best monster yet. Just because, like, there actually is kind of an arc. Like, there's a reason, like... I, I didn't actually catch the whole thing of, like, the the weather causing him to come kill everyone. I thought it was the music. Because he does that one attack early on. But then, like, it seems like at the concert, there's, like, some uh, some feedback from the monitor. And that's when he, like, attacks indiscriminately. Yeah. So I took it to mean, like, they were clearing out his home. Uh, because they said at the beginning, like, we have to clear out all these trees to make room for the co- for the concert. Um, they were clearing out his home and then, you know, doing this loud concert and he just like got angry and attacked. Yeah. But even then he was still killing folks before, uh, the concert happened. So it stands to reason that, uh, the, the strange weather phenomenon is pretty much the reason that he was just killing people. But I I thought there was at least a little bit here. Like they didn't, they could have done more with it. Like actually explaining the, uh... Well, yeah, <laughs> actually explaining the human versus nature conflict of like, you know, like with the last one, like humans are way worse than uh, than nature is. And like, that's what causes the problems and stuff. But because they established he was a killer before the humans even got involved, it undermined some of that. Yeah, it really falls short. Was that a Bigfoot joke? You know, it wasn't, but I'm going to have to take credit for it. So yeah. I thank you for that. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, let's go to the shark scale. How sharty is Bigfoot? It's like a four, probably. Because it's, like I already said, it's not as bad as Monster or King of the Lost World. Like, there's actually a decent monster involved. All the humans are terrible. The acting is awful. Like, some of the worst we've gotten. And the script is just so on the nose. The fact that this is a monster movie that actually has a decent monster in it, like, that elevates it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to give it a three and a half, honestly. Uh, the, the characters are bad, the acting's bad, the, the plot is bad. This is the best monster that we've gotten so far out of these movies. And there are some golden moments here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. as, a mo- as a bad monster movie, it's entertaining enough. But as a monster movie as a whole, yeah, it's pretty shardy. So, uh, what's the next movie again? Uh... It's the the lowest rated of all of them. Oh, no. Um, Atlantic Rim. Oh, we're doing Atlantic Rim next. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I'm actually excited for that one, though, because like that's when I first found out about all these mockbusters. Yeah, this is great. I, I recall seeing this at... Uh in the bargain bins at Walmart a few times. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what this entails. So um, that's going to be it for us right now. Uh, tune in next week and we will get back to you with Atlantic Rim. I will 
never not laugh at that name. So, Justin, mm-hmm. where can the fine people find you? You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. I will hopefully have my Ratchet and Clank video out in the near future. Ah, it's been a long time. I see what you did there. <laughs> ha. I didn't. But <laughs> I, now I have to take credit for it. See, now we're even. All right, and you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That Tie. I also you can also check the pin tweet for uh, my uh, YouTube channel, uh, where, home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I do uh, reviews on retro uh, fighting games. You can also follow me on Twitch at uh, Tire Shoes One, where uh, I am currently doing a playthrough for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Also check out Chartshot.com. The site just literally got revamped thanks to this fine gentleman here. For all your uh, video game, movie, and editorial needs, uh, check out chartshot.com. And uh, also check out, uh, check out Justin's Twitch uh, at ZeroScore for, uh, for the weekly uh, Chartshot Gamescast, where we talk about the news and gaming every, every Monday at 7 Central Standard Time. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. So until next time, guys, stay shardy hardy. <laughs> <laughs>